of a series titled Heaven and Hell. Uh, the central focus of the show is to display relative topics in today's world, including the heavenly aspects of the world we live in and the, you know, sad, you know, thoughts that cross our mind about real issues in America and in wherever you are across the world. Because we are on Mixcloud, and Mixcloud is a distributor that is hosted in New Zealand, and it carries frequency wherever there's internet, and it goes around the entire world. It's a global internet phenomenon that we're on today, and um, Mixcloud is our host. So, with that being said, does anybody have anything to they want to vocalize today right now i just want to start off by saying hi missed you guys last week yep everybody enjoyed their easter we had a good easter it was good i decided to eat meat again <laughs> i missed meat i love lamb so i had a nice lamb dinner so it was very exciting lamb chops are the best yes do you eat them with or without meat um <clears throat> i don't know i usually eat them in quantity so i really don't no pay a whole lot of attention i think they cook um where i had them last uh like with lemon and uh like uh um i don't know we ate like 19 of them the last time i had oh. lamb chops <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> i get full on two and that's that's it 19 lamb chops oh yeah <clears throat> yeah that was nothing yeah me and my brother they we, we go to this one place <clears throat> in detroit and um they usually cringe when we walk through the door because we, uh, whatever they charge for the for the deal, they they know they're losing money with us. Last time we actually ate there, me and my brother I think put down a total of like thirty five between the two of us, and the manager came out and was circling our table like wondering what are we doing with all these lamb chops. Then, in their then, he, then he sees the big pile of bones in the center of the table. He's like, oh geez, these guys are eating them. <laughs> wow. That's funny. But I had a uh, fun being uh, vegan for Lent, trying to be vegan. I can't do it, but um, I did it for Lent, but I won't be able to do it going forward. Um, but I found some nice vegan places to go. There's this place in Detroit called Vegan Soul that was really good. So I would actually go back there just because. It was it was very good. They had another place. I think it was owned by... A Canadian so I had the dish that now I can't remember but they say it's very popular and you have to eat it if you go to Canada but it wasn't in Canada but they were Canadian making it and I can't remember what it's called but it had I think it had the egg and fries over it was like fries with some gravy Okay, maybe no egg. I think that was like a remixed version. But it was like, like a fries patine and or something? Like a patine? Patine, patine. Yeah, that. There you go. That was good. <laughs> I had a vegan version, so I'm excited to go back to have the non-vegan version. So it was really good. I was thinking, should I have a cookie on Easter or should I not have a cookie on Easter? <laughs> because I saw the Easter bunny at the Deer Lake Racket Club, and I went and got a cookie at the All-You-Can-Eat Buffet. And I had a cookie there, and I was thinking to myself, today's the Easter Bunny's big day. You know, it's his big day, you know, it's the Easter Bunny, but who is the favorite 
icon of a holiday. It's got to be Santa Claus. Santa Claus. So, right as the Easter Bunny was walking right by me, I took a bite of the cookie, symbolizing a Christmas tradition, eating a cookie on, on, on Easter. And the Easter Bunny th thinks that he can't even get any publicity or recognition from Joe on Easter because he's he's the Easter Bunny and he just doesn't get any credit because Santa Claus owns the popularity contest when it comes to holidays. I don't know. I think when I was a kid, they were all equal because I all got something out of them. Like, so you have St. Patrick's Day and my mom had the little, um, the little chocolate coins that were covered up in the gold foil, so I got candy then. Uh, Halloween is not really a mascot unless you think of a jack-o'-lantern, but you go around and you get candy. Easter, you get their little plastic eggs with all types of goodies, mostly jelly beans. So it's all about candy. Valentine's candy for Day, you, you on get the more holidays, candy. Right? <laughs> Christmas, you get... Well, you make the cookies, you're supposed to leave it for Santa, so the parents are really eating the candy while they're wrapping your gifts. So everybody's getting something out of it. I get the gifts in the morning, they eat the cookies, so everybody's happy in the end. I hope there's no little kids listening to this. I, I might have just ruined that for somebody. <laughs> I think the Easter Bunny's still trying to figure out how eggs are involved. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to that, probably that fertility thing. They probably mixed it, mixed the traditions together somehow. I don't know. It's fun for me. Fun for my kids. As long as you're getting candy. Yeah. I, got, <laughs> I found healthier versions to put in their Easter eggs. I don't want to keep giving them candy. Because now they're being introduced to more birthday parties as they get older and stuff and trick-or-treating. So I try to find either non-candy gifts or healthier things like goldfish or trail mix. Do you, do you find more people nowadays are, instead of celebrating birthdays, they're celebrating like birthday weeks or birthday months? Like, I'm seeing this a lot lately. Yeah. Like, so it's not just one day. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, this is my birthday week or, oh, this is my birthday month or what I'm like, what? I, I got one day. <laughs> Get back to work. I was like, nope, this is my birthday month because half the month it was it was Lent. I was like, no, I want to be able to indulge in my birthday. So we're going to do something next week. We're going to do something the following week. Yep. I was like, I got to celebrate all month. And you should too. Your birthday is April 1st. You got the whole month. <laughs> well, actually, <clears throat> this last week, um, my girlfriend was able to give me my gift for my birthday. Um, we, she had... She had gotten it before, but it wasn't until the 19th we went. We drove out to uh, Grand Rapids to go see like one of my favorite bands, The Flaming Lips, oh. and um, the tickets that we got were special. They were called uh, A Day in the Life with The Flaming Lips, so you actually were supposed to go early, which they didn't tell us, so we almost got screwed, but we didn't. We managed to pull it out, but we got to meet the band. Nice. Um, we got swag, uh, we got front row, um, the VIP treatment, the whole nine. It was uh, it was a really good time. I <clears throat> I've been following this band now for twenty four years, and I had never ever had the chance to meet them. And I finally got to meet them, and they're all really really cool. And uh, they uh, they wish me happy birthday and stuff. And, oh, uh, cool. Yeah, no, it was really cool and. The thing was is that they were supposed to tell us to get there at 5 because we were supposed to see and be involved with the sound ch check and everything like that. Well, the emails and the tickets that we got, everything that we got said 7 o'clock. So we got there at 
and we're here standing in line and we see this other thing that says VIP line and we're wondering well wait a minute we're VIP so we go up there and they're like oh yeah we took everybody like an hour or something to go wow. and we're like oh no <laughs> what's going on you know we're, we're freaking out a little bit like oh man you know did we just miss this whole thing or whatever so we contacted the security they said we'll wait here for a minute we'll try to figure it out they brought the promoter promoter got us in was able to talk with the manager was able to talk with the band yeah and they actually stuck around in the vip lounge just for us that was nice it was really nice it was really cool i almost think in a way it was better because the group wasn't there the group that bought all those tickets weren't there so we didn't have to share them with anybody really we got to go in there and they were just so nice so accommodating just really friendly just just uh great guys and uh and they put on a stellar show you know well, your um, girlfriend sounds awesome yeah <laughs> she's she, a keeper <laughs> she uh yeah it was like the best birthday gift i'd ever had so <laughs> it was a lot of fun and um yeah we had a great time it was really good that's good yeah that's it's always fun to see bands that you're a fan of you know i the band that i'm a fan of is uh queen I saw Queen in concert in 06, and they put together a... Was that the Paul Rogers? Paul Rogers. Yeah. Paul Rogers tour, Queen, 06. And for the Bohemian Rhapsody, they put Freddie Mercury on the uh, the, the Jumbotron at the Palace, because it was at the Palace. And they played, you know, the instruments with the, the visual of Freddie Mercury... And his vocal lyrics, so they were still playing with them, even though it was recorded material. So that was kind of that's cool. That's kind of cool, yeah. You know? And in all the shows that I've been, I've been to a lot of shows in my life, and and Queen, <clears throat> I always wanted to see Queen, never had the chance. I never, I never had the chance to even see them. I, I kind of did not want to go see Queen with Paul Rogers and who's who's the American Idol winner that's going around with him now, I think. Uh, Adam, oh. Adam, whatever. Lambert. Adam Lambert. Okay. I think he's like their singer now. Oh, okay. But uh, I always wanted to see, you know, Freddie back in the day, you know, or whatever. I never never had that chance, so. They had, they had um, Brian May. Yeah. He's the guitarist, right? right? So they had a solo where they shut out the entire lights of all the, the, pa- the palace and like put a you know circular light that was like a stars had stars in the sky so it was like he was like center solo playing a guitar solo for like 10 minutes and they had you know stars all around the, the stage and everything it was kind of cool it was it was kind of cool to see you know and it was like it was a very emotional concert because it was the first time they toured since the death of freddie mercury mm. I don't know much about Queen, so this is. Well, what what concert do you have to sh- have you been to? Janet Jackson. <laughs> Did she play Scream? Did she play Scream? No, this I went to the Rhythm Nation tour. I think that was my very first concert. So it was so Rhythm Nation. 89, 88, 89. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. I was young, so I had my ponytail. My mom curled it all up, and she put. Um, she had like a hoop earring but put one of her keys in it so i had like the the key earring and i had a rhythm nation hat when i got there so i was already looking like a little janet jackson dancing and everything and then i went to an 
I want, was it all for you? Yeah, because it wasn't Velvet Rope. I missed Velvet Rope, which I was really sad about, but I went to the All For You tour. And that's when I saw Sexy Janet. And I was like, oh, when she pulls the person up on stage, I was like, oh, I wasn't ready for this. I can't watch this with my mama right here. Like, this is kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> so, it, but it was still a really good show. I really enjoyed her shows. I've seen Jay-Z in concert, Eminem, and uh, Dre. I think it was Dre. Yeah. And then cash money some of those hip-hop ones like this for i'd rather listen to them on the radio i have to ask you this question to a concert. i have to ask you this question <laughs> do you like drake not enough to go pay money to see him on stage i like his older stuff like all his mixtape stuff i like once he got popular and went mainstream and degrassi high stuff it's I didn't even know he was in Degrassi High. Someone had to tell me, like, a true Drake follower, like, oh, Degrassi. I'm like, what is Degrassi? Is that a band? I had no idea. Isn't it, it like a show. Nickelodeon show? Yeah. No, it's, like it's a, a Canadian Canadian TV. In fact, the, the one that he was on was the years even. high school, right? Yeah, but, I mean, this is like, I mean, that was, that was I think, like the third conception or this, of the show. I mean, that show was on back in the 80s. Oh, really? It's yeah. that old? Yeah, it's, oh, old. Wow. it's an older show. Oh, well, I think yeah. It's 80s, I think it's like... the 80s or 90s, maybe early 90s or whatever. But yeah, it was a, like, you know, you'd see it on like CBC TV or whatever, you know, on the old Channel 9. I wasn't born yet. But I, I think know. they do syndicate it on Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. And that's how yeah, we think, get it I as Americans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't even know about that. Someone else had to tell me that. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm looking at Drake and I was like, whoa, this is. This is that's Drake because it's a totally different persona when he was playing on Degrassi. But I do like his mixtape music better. Every year, people change and they evolve and they grow into the people that they eventually grow into. To you know, throughout a lifetime, everybody carries on a different personality. You're on your seventh. No, I'm counting how many times you say do you know so far. Are you really? <laughs> yes. I don't know. When it comes to hip hop shows, I find them all the same. It Seven always times. sounds very confusing. It's a confusing performance because usually it's not just them. It's usually several of their friends or other artists or whatever, and they're all saying stuff all at the same time. And it's just very, like, I understand what you're saying, Kat, like hearing the studio version of it where it's been mixed properly and stuff like that, you can somewhat enjoy it, but... I don't know. I'm not a big hip-hop fan, so... It was that. I don't like the whole entourage on stage type feeling. I don't... And it's... I don't know. I'm the type of person that doesn't like the N-word. And a lot of people use that word. And I don't want to hear it every five minutes or every five words. You got to say it. So it kind of just... I kind of don't get hyped anymore. Why do artists that are of African-American ethnicity derogatorily insult their race by using a word that was used to insult the race by white people that i that can't answer because i don't know i don't i don't know what half of black folks use the word half black folks don't like the word their argument is that they find it for or to empower like we're taking it back so you used it this way, but now we're going to take it back, kind of laugh in your face. I might be explaining it wrong because I'm not on no, that side. No, I would, I would exactly say the same thing. Only if they're going to do that, why not do every slang word? Probably. You know, why don't you, why don't you take them all back and empower every one of them? You know, I, 
I don't I don't understand the whole meaning behind it because I think it just perpetuates more hate, and I think it just uh, I think it I it, think it, it divides us. Yeah, it, it divides more division. us as it's a even culture. More division. White people and black people they they don't really have well they still have issues at times. But when you, when you bring that word back up, it's like, now, now why do they have to bring up something that is a bad part of white people's history? And, and, and then it's like, if you, you don't want to hear it because, I don't want to hear it because I've been trained to, you know, know that it's a bad word that they don't, that African Americans don't want to hear. And then when I hear an African American say it, it's like, Why? Why why do they want to say it? Because it it offends me to hear them saying it about themselves. Or or to say it about another African American. I I wish I would be able to answer it. I can't. You would probably have to ask someone that uses it. I don't... I try not to use it. I have in-laws that use that word. But the rule in my house is you don't use that word in my house. Especially when the kids are awake. Just stick, don't to, want stick to the original cuss words like <laughs> yeah. damn, damn, damn it, damn it, damn, damn, <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Yeah, but even then, word. like most, most swear words really, I, I, I question why they're even swear words to begin with. Because they're so easily easy to say, and it's like an offensive word. You know, like I can say damn, and it, and it carries power with it. It's like damn. But not when, as much. But but it becomes. But when you a, say when you drop an f bomb, it's like holy smoke! Somebody's saying that stuff. He only said. But not even that. Said it. <laughs> but not even that. If you if you say the word damn, it has many connotations, and it, and it, it can't even be bad. However, when you add the word God in front of it, yeah. Now all of a sudden, it's bad. Just like the f word. You say that, and... It's like a combo move, right? But the F word is an, an acronym. Well, I don't know what that means. It means that... It's like each, each letter, each letter means something. It's, it stands for for unlawful carnal knowledge. That's what the F word really? means. Yes. And so if you say that, and they, they've taken the first letter of each one, so you get the word. If you say it like that, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Now add the word mother in front of it now all of a sudden it's bad it's even worse so words like that the b word i mean it's a female dog uh saying the word hell that that is you know how that became a bad word well i say holy hell because hell's got to be holy in some aspect but but all these swear words are just words they don't i mean they're not even they really really aren't even bad the words that are bad are using words in a blasphemous way. When so, you're offending God? Or where you're Lord. offending God. Yeah. Now, those are true, curse, bad words. Like, G-O-D, damn, we, we, do, yeah, we, don't, we prefer to say, like, G-O-T, like, we try to say got instead of God. So, it's... it's G-O-D, damn, I, that's bad. That's like saying work. the Lord's name in vain is really bad. We gotta work on that, because... I, I got a problem with doing that sometimes when, like, I, I, I pinched my finger the other day at work, and I was like, you know, and it was eight times. <laughs> it was very frustrating. Sometimes it slips out, and you feel like you want to, you know, curse, curse the, stop it. 
I don't know how to stop doing that. She wished on her birthday for me to continuously do that for the rest of my life and be aware of it every time after I do it. No. Cursing is a release of negative energy. There's other ways to release negative energy by listening to negative music, by listening to hateful music, to listening to, you know, the power of positivity coming through after a bunch of negativity. You have to put two and two together to create the balance. Find something in the middle, find something on a high zone, the high zone of high hatred, or the low zone of soft and easy to listen to, or flip and flop them. When we're talking about heaven and hell, it's it's a tough subject because I can't put my mind on it right now because well everything is a heaven and hell everything like, like we talked about before heaven and hell is just another another word in, in the context we're we, using for good and bad yin and yang we up want, and down it's, what do we it, want what do we want what do we want we want to eliminate evil right we want to eliminate the n word we want to eliminate G-O-D cuss word. We want to eliminate negativity. But in doing so, you would create a surplus of positivity that would go so far up that it would eventually be all the way at the bottom. There's only so high you can go. Too much of heaven will bring you underground. Eiffel 65... 1999 when they um, came out blue, right, right. <laughs> too much of heaven will bring you underground and that's what we have to be afraid of is that we have to have a balance there cannot be all good there cannot be all evil this isn't the first time we've touched on this subject this, it, it goes full circle and it's the main theme of the show but just remember if you're struggling with a negative outlook and personifying a thought about yourself make sure that it's not just bad but also comes with some good make sure that it's not just oh I'm, I'm having a great day today there's nothing I have to look forward to or there's nothing I have to do tomorrow make sure that you have to add tasks and work and things onto your list of things you have to do that might be a negative thought at the time, but it keeps you going, and that's what generates momentum, is neutrons, electrons, and protons. Neutrons are neutral. Electrons are positive. And... Negative. No, no. Nope. Wait, hold yeah. on. I messed, I, messed, I messed up. Neutrons are neutral, protons are positive, and electrons are negative. You put them all together... To create, what is it, an atom, right? Mm -hmm. Creates mm -hmm. an atom. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to get into the science of things, the first thing created was an atom. From God. So... Atom like the atom, like A-D-A-M? Is that a play on words? Well, <laughs> well if you're going to go there, you might as well just say that everything here on Earth is going to have both. It has to, because you can go all the way back, if you want to go back to the original atom, 
the whole reason why we have original sin and the whole knowledge and free will goes back to the tree the tree of knowledge of good and evil <clears throat> the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that means we know good and evil. Cats over there licking her lips like that apple tasted good, you know. No, every time I think about that story, original sin and that daggone apple, I think about cramps and childbirth, and I'm like, dang you, Eve, and that apple. You couldn't take the peach berry. Why the apple? So that's all. Every time I think about that, I'm like, dang you, Eve, and that daggone apple, and that snake just ruined it for us. <laughs> it's painful. Okay, it's painful. So continue on the. Uh well, I was just going to say that, you know, if you look at it in the, in the respects of threes, you know, earth is the, is, is the middle point, meaning we have good and evil. Heaven is all good. Hell is all bad. And we will not know <clears throat> all good or all bad until we get to those places. Hopefully we won't know all bad. Hopefully we'll know good. But here on earth... We're, we're fit into this mold that's already been cast. It's, 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 like it said, it's the knowledge of good and evil. That was the whole point. I mean, Adam and Eve were... So does that make us gods? doesn't make us gods. It makes us human. Are we to the point now to where we could eventually reach everlasting life? You know, the... Well, our, say, soul, say our soul the, does. Our soul is everlasting life. Okay, so you don't you, the human, the flesh dies, ashes to ashes, and our soul lives in eternity in a place deemed, you know, wherever it would live, based upon our works on earth. Well, biblically, <clears throat> no. I mean, biblically, we're supposed to live a Christ-like life, but ultimately, we're to to claim the destination of our soul relies purely on salvation according to the bible according to christianity so when we die we have to wait until revelation to be born again to rise and to fight in the holy battle um okay. my understanding of the biblical translation is not to your expertise that's why i ask these questions and a lot of people are probably if they're just tuning in as a periodic Per periodical religion you know listener they probably don't know as much as you know so what is the holy bat battle and are we going into heaven after we die it, the way it was always explained to me was when you die <clears throat> on earth your soul goes to a place where it's either going to you're going to hear everything that you did and have to account for everything that you did. Um, and it's a bad thing and you're not going to heaven. And the other way is if you did accept Christ and you are going to heaven, that period is <clears throat> basically the handing out of the gifts. The gifts that where the Bible says, you know, lay up treasures in heaven. These are the things that I'm talking about there. So, so the 
heavenly gifts or they received those are those are, those are those are based yeah well those are based on on the things that we've done here on earth i mean if we've lived a good christian life if we've been a good witness if we've tried to shun uh, a sinful life then yeah those are the things that the bible has told us that our gifts will be based upon cat what is your uh experience taught you about life after death um basically that what what Brent said so if you do right in your life I mean obviously we will have our our shortcomings and we'll, we'll sin but as long as you uh, confess repent and don't go back and keep doing the same thing over and over again then you know you you should oh you got me saying it <laughs> You'll you'll that's because you're, you're counting. You're counting how many times it's said, and then probably and you're like, he said this this too many times. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you're good, you go to heaven, and if you're bad, you you're supposed to go down there. All right. Well, we're gonna change shape a little bit and play a song. Come back and. Talk some more. So keep it tuned right now. You're listening to JCHW Radio with Joe Wilmot, Cat Lewis, and Brent Sawicki. Heaven and Hell. Great story. You know, the theory of religion and theory of science, the theory of imagination and Einstein's atomic bomb going off and creating the soul sight light night fright king crimson and of course many other things happen in you know time time is something that you can't put a finger or grab a second out of the air because it's always continuous it's always going it's going it's going and we found a way with media to freeze it freeze time pause something you know the way of fast forwarding rewinding capturing motion capture photographs images everything is being recorded and documented these days it's like difficult to recognize recognize yourself because you can't you can't do that you can't you can't recognize yourself anymore because it's always changing every day there's so much information that passes by the airwaves that passes by you know thoughts and vocal frequency mental frequency communication among many different people and you know brain chemistry with people cat brent we're here talking about you know the show the everything you know mountain dew um, white Label and Brent's got Powerade. I mean, who wins? Powerade or Mountain Dew? Water. Water. <laughs> H2O. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. Water sucks. No. Water's great. It's healing. The water wins. Yes. The, uh, the birth of life originated from water. The first thing God created was light. The second thing he created was a moon for the night. 
And then he created water, the oceans, the land, the power of H2O, salt water, spring water, the Garden of Eden, the paradise that we all were born from. And we straight off the path. We ate the apple. We ate the apple and we became knowledgeable about rights and wrongs. And we know the difference between rights and wrongs. And it took us many years, you know, approximately. How, how old do you think the world is? How old is the world? Of, of, of mankind, of homo sapiens. Did we did we descend from Neanderthal into Homo sapiens? No, I don't think so. We were created specifically. Specifically, I don't know anymore. It's too much. <clears throat> it, it makes me think. Like obviously, I was raised to believe that we came from Adam and Eve and just humans, so we didn't come from monkeys or anything like that. But if God created everything, did He create science too? And maybe we did come from monkeys. And I don't know. Well, is I don't know anymore. Is God a physical being, or is He a movement in space? Is God a extraterrestrial, or is God the only first created being that came out of nothingness? He came out of the atomic explosion of the Big Bang, and. You know, that gener generated the original conscious stem, the original atom. If we're going to relate religion to science, how do we connect religion and science? So that it all makes sense and we have the truth about everything. And then we can unlock the key to Jehovah's door and say, hey man, we're just like you now. That's simple. What? Well, you're confusing two terms. What? Science and faith. If science science is based on science facts can only be and knowledge, science is based on facts and knowledge. If faith were based on facts and knowledge, it would no longer be faith. faith. It would be science. Great point. That's a great point. Because Jesus says you have to have faith in him, faith in his teachings in order to receive the kingdom of heaven. Faith in what he's preached. Mm-hmm. But the, then biblically it also says, and I've used it before, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, say that again. I'm, I'm, I'm faith assuming. is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. Hoped for, not seen. And then when people say, well, I'll believe it when I see it, Right. It, it, it diffuses faith. the right. point of faith. Right. Not really, because what it does is, you know, they'll say, well, you know, does God exist? I don't know. I've never seen God. Well, you know, at the same time, you haven't not seen God either. So. You haven't you not, know, not seen God. Right. I mean, God could not be proven nor disproven. However, there are many things in nature that would allude to the fact that we would hope that there was a God. All right. Flip switch. Yeah. Um, philosophical discussion. Brent, you view yourself as an individual. This is more of an atheist uh, uh, viewpoint, but you view yourself as an individual, and you try to gain faith, and you try to gain, you know, self gain on Earth, while maintaining a happy and joyous life that is rewarded from faith, and. What while you're doing this, while I'm doing this, you know, gaining, you know, what I want to have happen is, you know, become more sufficient 
in my presentation and my art. I want to become better at broadcasting. But then again, it becomes a futile point because everybody is a broadcaster these days. And with, with the media going so fast right now, there's not a point that I can sit down and say, what I'm saying right now is not going to be outdated in 10 seconds. What, what I'm saying tomorrow on today's show, how is it going to be relevant? We have to predict the future. And in predicting the future, you're either you're, you're playing with... What's his name? Socrates? Plato? No, it's... it's what's, what's that guy that wrote all those prophecies and they related them to... Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Nostradamus is the guy who created these prophecies. and Somehow in his translation of what he said, you know, it takes place in today's day in society. Well, he's, he was a modern day prophet. Um, not you, necessarily based on religion. How do you predict the future? You don't. You can't. Not really predict it. You can interpolate things. You can like, you can see how things are going and, and kind of think, well, if things are going this way, then the logical conclusion is they're going to end up this way. You can say things like that. Um, you well, can, in my opinion, <clears throat> the way things are going, we're, America is either going to rise or it's going to fall. And based upon where we're at right now, I don't know if, you know, if there's a person in office that you want, it's a guy with the name name of Trump because it's like, I'll Trump you and I will lead our country in a direction that is going to win because when you're related to cards, after all, everything relates to cards, right? There's always a wild card too, a uh, joker in there. Although cards kind of relate to our lives because you're dealt a hand of cards it could be euchre it could be poker it could be texas hold'em whatever you want to have be your card hand and whenever you're dealt you kind of pick up a card and you're like okay i can i can use this here i can use this here each day you're dealt a hand of cards and it gives you your path and strategic movements throughout the day. We want to get on to talk about sociopaths and psychopaths, but what, what do they use as their main f influence in the world? They like, use communication. And they also use experience. Because just like the song says, you what? gotta you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Oh, Kenny Rogers? Hey. No when to fold them. No when to fold them. the truth there, though. I mean, that's, that was, that's where experience comes into play. You may have, a, you may have a, a full house or something like that, but maybe you don't want to play that Maybe, maybe right you're now. playing up against the Royal Flush. You don't know. You don't know, but you experience will tell you what to do. And even then you could be wrong. Because we cannot predict what the other person has. Exactly. We cannot predict another person's lifeline or timeline or anything like that. It's like chess, you know. It's like you make a move with the anticipation that he's going to do this one. Or he's going to do this one. Meanwhile, you're thinking ten moves ahead or whatever. But he throws in that one pawn move or something like that. And you're like, wait a minute. What just happened? Throws everything way off whack. And, you know, it's just, and, and he may have done it on purpose. He may not have done it on purpose. Or she doesn't matter. I'm just saying. It's like Clue. Who who, who killed this person? It, you don't figure it out until you get to the final two cards. It's always the butler. <laughs> <laughs> With 
the iron. The lead pipe. Colonel Mustard or something, right? With the lead pipe or the rope or the the ratchet or I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Can't predict the future, but in Relevation, it's said to be a prophecy that's supposed to unfold in, in due time, but it's a metaphorical book. I haven't read Revelation in quite some time. I've been reading throughout the Bible, different points in the Bible, and, you know, connecting my translation of this verse in Genesis compared to this verse in Kings 3. I've been doing crisscrossing, and my favorite book of the Bible is Proverbs. Because there's a lot of good teachings and one-line statements that really go a long way in Proverbs. I don't know who wrote Proverbs, but there's... Solomon. What? Solomon. Solomon? <clears throat> Proverbs? The, 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 Proverbs, the, the, the wise. He was considered wise. Mm-hmm. You know. um, and, and in a way, that could be considered a form of philosophy. Well, obviously, yeah, I mean, like we've said before, you know, all religion is based off of philosophy. And philosophy introduces faith at what time? Well, that is up to the individual. People have different levels of faith. I believe you should have faith from the beginning. If you That's walk a into a church then and you're prepared to receive the word, knowing that the word is from a higher power, you should already have started with some level of faith, even if it's those first baby steps. I believe right at that point when you know you're ready to go to church and receive that message, you, you've encountered your first steps of having faith. So to me, it starts from that conception of wanting to go. Plus, it's knowing, it's knowing by, by the Bible, reading mm-hmm. the Bible, getting into it. It's also uh, um, putting yourself along with other believers who can help you or maybe explain things to you or maybe just be a, a shoulder or support. I mean, these are all things that, that help with your faith. But Kat's right. you got to go into it with both, you know. My faith is up in question. It's not, it's not up in question. I, I believe in God as a being of light. I, I believe in, you know, like holy light. That, that's what I believe in. I believe in you know, cosmic light that was generated like a giant atom. You know, a ball of what's that? What's that movie where he's like a big ball of fuzzy little particles all combined into a neon color? I can't remember. I don't that. know what that is. But that was in a movie. It's like a big fuzzy ball that's kind of. You st- if, if you look at the light and you look down, you have like kind of like a blind spot, you know. So when you do that, it, you can see the movement of these blind spots. It, not necessarily a blind spot if you're receiving a divine intervention from looking at the light. Although, looking at the light is not a productive thing to do if you want to keep your eyesight. But you think about it, our pupils are black, and it's like, what if our pupils were pure light? What would we, what would we see then? 
if you had to envision God's eye, what would you envision? On the back of the dollar bill, it's a eye that has a light beaming from it. So is that the all-knowing, all-seeing eye? You know, the eye of Jehovah, the eye of Jesus, the eye of... Mount Doom. Mount Doom. <laughs> I never thought of the all-seeing eye as having light coming out or of it. Or as even being godlike. No, I never I saw that more of as a man-made type thing. Well, what's that what's that what's that called? The um uh, what's it called? With the all-seeing eye? No. Monarchy? Not monarchy, but Masonry? Masonry. The Masons. The Masons. Masons. Yeah. The, the Masonry, the the religion or the founding secret society by America, the Masonaries. The, the Masons. The Masons. Yes. What, what do you guys think about that? What I think about the Masons? In general? Or the all-seeing eye? Well, they have two things in common, is that they... Is the all-seeing eye connected to the Masons? Yes. Freemasonry. Is it? Really? Oh. Yeah. It's not necessarily, though, exclusively American. So you're saying it, it found establishments well, from Britain? Well, Mozart was a Freemason. I think, yeah, there are a lot of people in history that were Masons. So so it's not really a society that is solely... It's a, it's a secret society. Um, they, they... It's hard to explain because in word they, they say that they have a religious god-like foundation, but I don't think they are, actually. I don't think they really have anything to do with religion. I've heard things like satanicness from light. I don't think they're don't think satanic. I would say there's elements. Really? I, I, yeah, I would say there's elements. I don't know. I'm, I don't see anything. Have you, ever, have you guys ever heard... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was like, I just don't... The things that I've seen about the Masons... I'm not a Mason, obviously, because they're men, so I don't know. But I, I've never grasped or thought I've seen ideas of where or theories like oh this could be of Satan but um and I look at it I'm like no I don't it, I don't see it I think it, you see what you want to see what, what is your guys's impression of Satan in general is it he is a being of light it says the Lord is my light but they also say that Satan had the brightest light that there ever was it's called the angel of light the angel of light right well he's dark now <laughs> In my opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the, he's not the the red costume wearing horns. Wasn't he a musician too? Work. Didn't he play a lot of music? I thought he, that was Gabriel. Gabriel played music too. But Gabriel was considered a demon at one point too, right? Whoa, that's my first time hearing that. Yeah, I never heard anything like that either. Gabriel, Gabriel is, an, is an angel of music. He's not related to satanicness at all? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, well then, I have been misled by a haircut barber. Did you watch the movie The Prophecy too many times or something, or what? The Prophecy? No, Christopher Walken? Yeah. I understand. I'm not the prophet or the prophecy. I don't even know what Relevations is. I'm just doing what I do. I got a song coming up soon. Not now, but soon. (laughs) Not that. (laughs) That's a good uh, Walken impression. Very good. But, yeah, I mean, you know. They uh, they take a lot of liberty in that movie, I think, but uh, I don't recall Gabriel being anything 
of uh, a follower of Lucifer. Gabriel was the one that came down to Joseph and Mary and told them that they were going to carry the, the Son of God, right? Um, I'll have to check into that. I'm not 100% sure. I, th- it, I think so. Where the computer has become more of a threat rather than an ally, the... You know, is that is that a possible solution or scenario? You know, the the computer is something to be feared, or is it an ally? I don't know how to answer that question. Um, I don't think. I don't know. There are some people out there that think that machines are going to, you know, take over the world one day because we put too much trust in computers. Um, I don't think it's going to be like a Terminator type situation where it's going to be... create giant robots? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's going to get to that extreme, but we put so much into computers and we put so much trust, I guess, into our information and everything and with people getting easily hacked and then they have nude photos up or they're losing their information or people are um, getting social security information and then getting into their bank information. It's just, we're just putting too much trust into computers and that's where I think it... And I don't trust the cloud. I don't get the cloud. I don't trust the cloud. So I don't even turn it on. That's not even an option on my phone. So hopefully it's not on my computer either. What, OneDrive? Um, no, just, uh, is it? Is it all OneDrive if it's not? Not if it's Apple, there, though. There's Apple I, iCloud yeah, and then so there's the OneDrive. Yeah, so the iCloud one. Not OneDrive. I don't use OneDrive. There's two, there's two clouds, one for Microsoft and one for Apple. The only time OneDrive is is used is at work that's the only time i ever use it there they put stuff in the cloud some things obviously not all things but we don't with my scope of work there's not a lot of uh uh information it's not like we're using people putting social security numbers in the cloud for example uh but i don't use iCloud on phone i don't use it on my computer on my mac at home because i just don't want to put that much trust into technology because technology will fail it will always fail it'll always be an upgrade and update and i don't want people getting pictures of myself my kids do do you believe that it progresses or progressively declines because how how what can you build up with a computer what what can you add on to it that's going to make it better than the previous version because faster is always better (laughs) because we talked about this earlier before before the show that Brent, when he was into video games, he was into video games from the 1980s. And in his relation to this, the 1980s video games are way better than today's video games. Am I right? Um, well, I just think that there was more of a variety back then. Now it just seems like everything is one of two ways. It's either a shooter game or it's a sports game. That's what most games seem to be. So I think for myself, boredom set in pretty quickly because once it became that, and that's what it was, there really wasn't anything there for me. To comment on whether or not I think computers uh, are going to take over or anything like that. I think computers are genuinely stupid. I think it's humans 
that tell computers what to do. It's how much information we put into it. Uh, a good example was, uh, you know, I've talked, I talked about uh, Cronenberg movies before. I'll bring up another one. There was the remake of the movie The Fly. came out in 1986. Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis. There's a, a part where he's, basically he's dealing with teleportation. He's got one teleporter and he's trying to revolutionize travel so that people don't have to drive, fly, or anything like that. He's trying to figure out how to get one place to another virtual, you know, through virtual whatever. He puts a stake, a normal stake, into one of them, transports it over to the next transporter, it comes out, it looks like a stake. Takes a normal steak and that steak, puts it in the frying pan, cooks up the steak. Cooks up both of them, has Gina Davis taste both of them. She tastes the one, it tastes like a normal steak. She tastes the other one, and she spits it out immediately. She says it tastes synthetic. How do you know what a synthetic taste is? Well, she just said it didn't taste like a steak. She said it tasted just something that was wrong like just not even and at that point Jeff Goldblum goes ah aha and he realizes that the computers don't know about the flesh they need to be taught that so he goes in and he types in a whole bunch more information now he's able to go on to the next step it was like a step that helped him to to achieve his ultimate goal which Ultimately, he never does because he tests it out himself and a fly gets trapped yeah, in there and yep. he, he slowly a becomes a fly. <clears throat> um, but it's just that whole idea of computers not knowing anything unless you tell it. So if the computers are becoming smarter and I believe are, it's just a product of more information we're giving them or more information we're allowing them to have. We may have cr created programs that allow the computer to think and to absorb and to make uh, scenarios that uh, could have positive or negative outcomes, but I think it's all human-based. All right. Um... We're going to close the show. It's a short little ending to the uh, recap of today's episode or the, uh, the talk. Because I want to play a couple songs at the end. And basically my biggest fear in the realm of heaven, hell, and earth is the overload amount of information that a computer can have that one person can have the chain of command between a computer a president a dictator a socialist a uh, communist you know the the overall concept of tying everything together and, and figure out you know the the top of the board as far as countries are concerned as far as information is concerned 
as far as what is sent out to people for them to receive because we are all knowing of what we are hearing and if we hear something different than what is of the norm of the inner circle we are tend to question it tend to think that might not be right because there's not enough supporting evidence there's not enough support behind this scientific method there's not enough truth to the outcome of this experiment there is one truth what <clears throat> well it doesn't matter what's being put out there and it doesn't matter who's getting it you said it yourself just a second ago a socialist communist president all these different people it is the one thing that is actually unifying everybody. It is That is the goal. It's the underlying goal. It's biblical. It's the unification of the human race. And that is one of the things that is supposed to be occurring before the end according to the Bible the unification of the human race yeah where do you it has to happen it has in order right, for... I like that statement but I'm gonna let you pause right there yeah. and I want Kat to explain where she thinks we are on this path of unifying the human race I don't know if we're there yet uh, I, I agree that it needs it needs to happen. Um, I just don't think we're far down the path yet. I think there's just a lot of work that needs to be done. I think with just with the last election in general, you just saw so many people being divided, and or at least people feeling the divide enough to create a divide. Do you believe everything has to become so bad? before it can become yes correct. I believe that things need to crash and burn before it gets better um, you need to experience your hell before you get to appreciate is there the going heaven. is there going to be a significant thing that happens in the entire human race that is going to have to you know unite them quite possible I don't know if it's going to be on the level of like a cataclysmic type event, but there's probably going to be something. There's always something that happens. For example, 9-11, people unified, you know, after the event, unfortunately, but you saw a unification within our country. Uh, when France experienced things, you saw so much love going to France, like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. And that came from all over um, to give France our, our, our support. So, or not our support, I'm not French, but give them the support. So, um, I think it's a long journey. So, is the internet a way that is going to either. Well, what, what was it? Spider! <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know where it went, but it was crawling really fast. Uh, we're talking about the web, and the spider's like, I'm all about that, you know? <laughs> I'm just going to stay over here. <laughs> I don't know where. Well, we are outside in a, in a wooden studio, recording and uploading to the internet. 
Do you, do you think that the internet is going to unify the human race, or do you think that it's going to take... I mean, it's the most... It's a stepping stone. It's a stepping stone. Okay. It's a stepping stone, because then, <clears throat> if we're going to talk biblically, then there'll be a point where Christians will leave the earth, and everyone that's left here, in order to buy, sell, and exist on this earth, are going to have to accept the mark and that is a unification that's supposed to, and that's supposed to be a global unification except what mark mark of the beast mark of the antichrist 666 this is the this is going to be the ultimate unification of those left on earth and it's not going to be one country it's global mm -hmm. it's supposed to be global but in order for that to happen first you have to be able to get to everybody the only way they're going to get to everybody is through the internet. Well, I'm confused. We're gonna we're gonna pause right here. <laughs> play music. We'll pick up on this next week. Uh, a lot of information that I was unaware of, and hope you enjoyed the show. This has been Heaven and Hell. Brent. Peace. <laughs> I'm out. Joe Wilmot signing off on JCHW Radio with Heaven and Hell. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Cat. Tune in next week, Sundays at noon. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sisters, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sisters, let's go down down in the river to pray as i went down in the river to pray studying about that good old way and who shall wear the robe and crown good lord show me the way oh brothers let's go down let's go down come on down come on brothers Let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, fathers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. 
to pray, studying.